We give glory to the one who reigns. Please raise your hands to heaven and let's thank the one that reigns forever and forever. Hallelujah to the one that reigns forever and ever. Father, we are grateful to be alive. Can you feel the anointing in the house? To the one that reigns from everlasting to everlasting. The King of kings and the Lord of lords. Lord, we thank you. Glory to Jesus. Hey, go ahead and thank him. Hallelujah to the one that reigns. Let it echo in your heart. Lord, we thank you. Father, we worship you. In Jesus' name, we have worship. And so, Father, we thank you for this awesome moment. Time of blessing. Time of refreshing. Time of showering. Time that you have decided to bless us. Let your name alone be glorified. Thank you for reigning in our life. Thank you for your grace at work. Daddy, be thou exalted in Jesus' name. Let everyone hearing my son this morning be blessed. Father, let today be a special day in their life. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. We are reigning with Christ. Can you give I five to five people? Hallelujah. Okay, let's clap again for the choir for that song. Thank you so much, the choir, for giving to the Lord. We truly appreciate you. And we say the Lord bless you in Jesus' name. As I announced during the workers' meeting, somebody has given you enough clothes for your decoration. That is just the beginning. Many more are still coming. I prophesy before the end of this year. Uh, You are standing already. God will give you ten. If your hallelujah is the biggest, your home will be the best. Let's clap for the choir again. Thank you so much. Please don't be jealous. This group, they are working very hard. They come on, on a Saturday evening to do Riaza. And probably also they come before all of us in the morning on Sunday. It started to pray. And that explains why the output also is much from them. Because they have given much. And I pray that the Lord Jesus will reward your service in Jesus' name. On behalf of the church, we want to say that we love you and we appreciate you. And God will come to bless you in Jesus' name. All of you, you are special to us. And by the grace of God, the Lord will give fulfillment in Jesus' name. I want to appreciate some people that are coming specially today. We have not seen them for some time. 
I can see Kenny Gracie to stand up and shout hallelujah. Thank you for coming. All the- That's why I call you. That's why I call you first. <laughs> the energy of the youth is still much in him. Thank you. You are welcome. I appreciate you. Thank you. Sister Shike and her husband. Wonderful couple. Please don't be quick to sit. Don't be quick to sit down. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> Thank you for coming and thank you for taking good care of her. I can see her smiling. Can we clap for the brother again? Give them a wonderful picture so that we can send to them. We truly appreciate you. The Lord bless you mightily in Jesus' name. Thank you so much. I want to appreciate some people also that are coming for the first time. If today is your first time of entering Abundant Grace Arena. Abundant, can you wave your hand? My first time in this church. Are you there? Maybe this is your first time. Oh, thank you, ma. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, Kopa Tolu. You are welcome. Okay, stand up, Kopa, and greet the church. That's a first graduate from University of Ibadanzi. He's serving here. Hallelujah. Wow, 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 wow. And that's the first daughter of Professor Aboladi. Some of you that know him. My son in faith. The Lord bless you. My sister, you're welcome. Can you stand up and shout hallelujah? We truly love all of you. And we pray that the Lord bless you in Jesus' name. This Sunday is a Sunday of divine fulfillment. Because we are in the month of fulfillment. 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 I love First Peter chapter five verse ten because I feel First Peter chapter five verse ten can actually speak to so many of us in a different way. So I'm going to start my message that I've tied to divine fulfillment from First Peter chapter five verse ten. First Peter chapter five verse ten. But may the God of all grace, who call us to eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after you have suffered a while, perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle you. Let me turn to your neighbor and say, God will settle you. Whatever you want him to do is going to settle you. In the name of Jesus. Psalm chapter 37 verse 4. Psalm chapter 37 verse 4. Psalm chapter 37 verse 4. Delight yourself also in the Lord and he shall give you the desire of your heart. That is settlement. This service and in this month God will say to you. He will give you the desire of your heart in the name of Jesus. Ephesians chapter 3 verse 20. You know that. Unto him that is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think 
according to the power that works in us. In this month, God will give you fulfillment. You will be genuinely happy. In the name of Jesus Christ. Maybe I should read one more. Numbers chapter 10, verse 29. Numbers chapter 9, verse 29. Moses said, Numbers chapter 9, chapter 10, verse 29. Now Moses said to Obab, the son of Reh, the Midianite, Moses' father-in-law, we are setting out for the place of which the Lord said, I will give it to you. Come with us and we will treat you well for the Lord has promised good things concerning us. Let me turn to your neighbor and say, God has promised good things concerning me. Don't look at me the way I am right now. My future is bright. The Lord will say to me, he has promised me good things. And when it is well with me, I will do you good. Come on, shout hallelujah. Do I have people here that have a future? Moses said to his father-in-law, follow us. We are moving out to a land that God has promised us. The God that we serve has promised to do us good and it will not fail. The God that you are serving will not fail you. <laughs> Before the end of this year, you have testimony. In the mighty name of Jesus. And you know, even though they were in the wilderness, Moses was telling every other person, forget about this wilderness, it will soon be over and we get to our promised land. Before the end of this year, you are going to get to your own promised land. How does the Lord say to you when God wants to say to you? Number one, God will give you divine ideas. Ideas come from the Lord. Ideas, good ideas, good thoughts, good inspiration. They say to you and bring blessing into your life. Ideas. That's why you have to pray for it. Ideas settles you and give you great blessing in life. Ecclesiastes chapter 10 verse 15 says, The labor of a foolish man wearies him, for he does not know how to go into the city. But when it comes to you, Isaiah chapter 30 verse 21 says, You are going to hear a word from behind you telling you what to do and where to go. That's ideas. Look at what he says. Your ear shall hear a word behind you. Saying this is the way. Walk in it. Whenever you turn to the right hand. Or whenever you turn to the left. In other words. You will never like ideas in your ears. People are frustrated. Not because of the economy. People are frustrated. Not because of the fuel. Price. Ike. Ike. People are frustrated because they don't know what to do in this city that will make them wealthy. The labor of the foolish wearies him. is burdened. But people that have ideas that God is speaking to, they are reigning constantly in life. He says, your ears will hear a word from behind you. There is nothing that said to a man 
thy divine ideas at the right time, telling you where to go. When you get to a T junction, either go to the left or go to the right. That's what idea does. Proverbs chapter 17, verse 24 says, Wisdom is available to them that have understanding. It's in front of them. Ideas, ideas help you to live a good life, a fulfilled life. It is ideas that make people happy. It is not labor. Ideas. God telling you how to do these things well. Wisdom is before him that hath understanding. But the eyes of a fool are in the hands of their. They run up and down. But they lack ideas to make things work. It is ideas that rules the world. And if you want to reign, you must have ideas. There is nothing that is not marketable, sir. It is ideas on how to sell it that make it marketable. And make it to reign in life. There is nothing. There is nothing that is not marketable. Ideas. Ideas. All our covenant fathers were loaded with creative ideas on how to reign. Genesis 26, verse 12 to 14. Father Isaac sowed in time of famine. He started the irrigation system. He sowed in a time of famine. People were sleeping. They said, why are you not going to work? Can't you see there is no rain? Can't you see nothing is happening? Can't you see the economy? Can't you see there is no money? Can't you see nobody is helping anybody? Can't you see no bank is loaning out money? Can't you see nobody is helping anybody? But Isaac in that season of famine stood up and started doing the unthinkable. He started planting. He said, what kind of a foolish man is this? He said, what I'm doing you don't know. And he started irrigation. Something that nobody has ever done. And the Bible says, in the same year where people are folding their hand, he reaped hundredfold harvests. He increased in blessing. And the Philistine began to envy him. In the midst of poverty, everybody was complaining about poverty. Isaac was a reigning king. He reigned because of the ideas that God has given to him. Plus the blessing of God. Ideas is number one way by which God said to you, when you don't know what to do, James chapter 1 verse 5 says, we should come to God and ask for God that give generously. Ask him to give you idea generally. One idea can turn your life around. But if one is not enough, I can't ask for two. Ask for more. Ask him, Lord, is there a better way of doing things? You know, it will surprise you that so many people in the Bible, God will just inspire and tell them you can do it better. He told Peter, you have labored all night and caught nothing. Oh yeah, throw your net this way. And he had a lot of visits. John chapter 21, verse 5. He told John, children, have you any fish? They said, we have none. He said, put your net this side. And he had great harvest. And John said, it must be the Lord. The Lord is the father of ideas. The Lord. If you are serving the Lord, he must load you with creative ideas. I want to pray for somebody here. You will never be stranded. Look, anytime you don't know what to do, call upon him. I ask him specifically, Lord, give me a better idea to reign. I want to reign. Give me ideas. I want to reign. I need ideas. Father Jacob, Genesis chapter 30, verse 37 to 43, took a rod, placed before the animal, and the animal produced after his desire. He desired stronger, better, and more animals. Speckle and wrinkle. 
He took a rod and placed it. Nobody has ever done that also. He said, I saw an angel of the Lord telling me how to get my desired number of harvest. God can speak to you. That's why Isaiah 30 21 says, you are going to hear a voice behind you telling you what to do and what to and where to go. Ideas. Ideas make you a reigning king on the heart. Ideas. That's how Jacob reigned. And in Genesis chapter 30, verse 43, even the sons of Laban, where he was once a slave, they started envying him. The Bible says, the stronger, the better, the more animal belongs to Jacob. And the fewer one belong to his master. Because he was in the feet. Implementing his ideas on a daily basis. And he was getting results. And when he was living, he never lived that house empty-handed. He was blessed beyond measure. Because God has given me ideas to reign. I pray by the time we come to the end of this year, your hand will not be empty. But wanting to pray for is creative ideas to reign. If you must reign, you need ideas. Genesis chapter 41, verse 32 to 38. Joseph became the prime minister, not because he can speak in tongue or interpret dream, but because he has ideas on how to preserve food and make a maximum profit at the time of famine. It is not enough to see vision. Everybody knows your name. Even the devil knows. Somebody mentioned your, your, your mother's name. Is that, is that Naira in your pocket? Come on, tell me what I will do that will multiply the money in my hand. In my, I know my name already. You heard about last I already know. Tell me what I don't know that I need to do. Please, Africans should stop celebrating mediocrity. It is not about my background that is important to me. It's about what I need to do to get to where I'm going. That's what is important. My phone number is not a mystery. I know my phone number. It's not a mystery. Ideas on how to reign and to be blessed. That is a mystery. That was what made Joseph to reign. The dream is one. This is how to go about it. Save 20% of the affairs in the year of plenty. Let's choose a wise man to gather it and sell it when food becomes scarce to all nations and to countries around. He said, King Pharaoh, nobody forget you forever. Ah, King said, you have this idea. Nobody can be in charge except you. The man that has idea is always in charge. It's the man that creates an idea that is always in charge. Don't say no, nobody can cheat you. If the idea is coming from you, they will give the throne to you. If you can't generate ideas, you'll be a slave forever. The man that carries idea, we have the lions here. It's not enough to go to work and collect salary. You must be a thinking tank, generating ideas on how to move things forward. That is what creates your own throne for you. Ideas. 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 And Pharaoh said, nobody bigger than you. Because this thing you speak, I like him so much. I like it. And they put Joseph in charge. Remember, he didn't have degree. Any degree that you carry that cannot make you think better than somebody in the village is a tissue paper. 
what class of degree you have that cannot feed you is a useless certificate. The degree you can should make you think better. Should make you think. You can't carry certificates and not be better than somebody that doesn't carry it. You have to think. And you know we are living in a dynamic world. Everybody is being creative at all times. And you have also must invent on what you are doing. My wife at a tailor somewhere around here. She measured. And the tailor said, hello ma, you have to come back. My stylist is around to measure you again. My wife said, what kind of a woman is this? Your stylist. He said, okay, let's go there. And the stylist came and measured and measured. We watched the stylist walk out of that particular shop and move away. And my wife said, so this woman does not know how to sew. She's just calling stylists. The other one said, come, a stylist, come. She came to her office and explained everything. I don't measure people. I have three stylists. They come in as a consultant to measure. I only join. And most of the time, they join themselves. And the clothes is perfect. I say, uh-uh. The tailor I used to use, he will stand all alone, cut all alone, do everything all alone, until he becomes very weak. But this one has consultant stylist three that have the time that they resume. They are the one that take the measure. I say, my dear, I'm hearing this for the first time. Well, I know a tailor goes about with tape rule. He said, me, I don't go with tape rule. I just, beautiful office. They come and measure. See, joy. And the joining is perfect. He said, the stylist also work for more than five shops around. They just go, measure, cuts. Once you get the measurement, they'll cut and go. It's everywhere. The world is a dynamic world. The only one that is left behind are those people that are not thinking. People are thinking, oh. They are thinking. Ideas. Exodus chapter 2, verse 1. The mother of Moses saw that the baby that God has given her was good. And she decided to keep him for three months. How can you keep a baby from everybody for three months? Will the baby not cry? Only God knows how. But this woman was highly creative. Even though there was death in the city, the woman said, this baby will not die. I know how to keep you. And the Bible says, when she could not keep him again, baby Moses in the house, she decided to make a little basket with quarter inside so that the water cannot come in. And decided to place her beside where the daughter of Pharaoh will bath and station his sister to watch over and told the sister what to say when somebody wants to help. This woman is not an ordinary woman. The mother of Moses was not only a teacher, she was a creative woman. And watch what happened like a drama as she has envisaged or envisioned it. The daughter of Pharaoh came. Look at the baby. Had compassion on him. And the daughter moved in. And said, Ma, can I get a nurse for you? Not can I get his mother. Can I get a nurse that will take care of this baby? And we are celebrating Moses today. Because somebody preserved the life of Moses by a great ideas. 
You don't have legacy without idea. You don't have substance without idea. Your life can even perish without idea. Moses was preserved by a thinking woman. By a thinking woman. She was preserved. The Romans chapter 1, verse 6 and 7 says, you have stayed on the same spot. You have been stagnant long enough. Move, move forward. Think creatively. Move creatively. Move. Don't complain about the situation. Say, move. You have stayed. The Lord told us we have stayed long enough on the same spot. Be stagnant. Be creative and do something. Because if you don't do something, nothing will happen. Number one thing is that guarantee fulfillment is divine ideas and you have to pray for it. Lord, tell me what to do. I've seen few of my children using ideas to become great in life. I was telling the student on Friday, one of my sons from a very, very, very poor home said to me, Daddy, I will serve in a bank. I said, but they don't allow coppers to serve in a bank. He said, I know what to tell them. Just post me there. They posted him to send it. And he said to them, they said, no, 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 no copper should serve in the bank. I said, I know. But I learned that you have a subsidiary company. There is a company. Just write that you are taking me into that company. But I will be serving in the bank. It was the one that created that. They said, ah, it's true. We can write that you are serving in this company. And you come here to help us because we need you. You're a computer. And they agree. And he started serving. And he said, from day one that I started serving, I knew I wanted to work in this place. I served that one year out with all my energy. I served it out. And when she was going to say, you can't go, we have to retain you. And he smiled. Give me employment letter. And they gave him. And boom, he jumped. From a copper then, so many years ago, almost 10 or 15 years ago, handing 120,000. And he ran down to Lagos. Daddy, it's work. They retain me. Amy, Amy. I can't just pass through that place and leave. It's not the only one, no. One of my friends had this kind of testimony and told his wife, if you love the company that you are serving, give them one year. Give it to them. If you love it, give it to them. And he said, ah, I'll give it to them now. And she served. And they retain her. And I said, Joaquin, how did you do it? He said, ah, Ogbani. When you know you like a place, you sow there so that they retain you. They will feel your impact. They say you can't leave. They will retain you. That's ideas. But somebody is just walking aimlessly, doing things anyhow. They just say, It's a giant deal. I could love my law. And he started working in that Senate bank, from Senate bank to one other bank. And now he's working with Microsoft. We're blessed. But he started building his life by creative ideas. If you know where you are going, life will not be frustrating. The labor of the foolish wearies him, for he does not know how to go to the city. It is idea that takes you to the city. Don't live as a confused person. Pray for divine ideas on how to expand out your small chaos to a supermarket. You can do more than you are doing right now. With ideas, you can be fulfilled. Number one way to enjoy fulfillment is by divine ideas. Number two way to enjoy divine fulfillment is through divine restoration. 
divine restoration. Jeremiah chapter 30 verse 17 to 19. Look at what he says. I will restore health to you and you are going to give thanksgiving. And God said, when I restore, you'll be happy. Restoration make you happy. Look at what he says. Jeremiah 30 verse 17. For I will restore health to you and heal you of your wounds. Says the Lord. Because they call you an outcast saying, this is Zion, no one sick. Look at verse 18 and 19. When God does that, what happened? Jeremiah 30, 18 and 19. God says the Lord, behold, I will bring by the captivity of Jacob's tent and have mercy on his dwelling place. The sea shall be built upon his own mount and the place shall remain according to his own plan. God started talking about restoration and what followed. Then out of them, then, then it's after restoration that you have thanksgiving that come from a joyful heart. Most of the time, when we say, give a joyful thanksgiving to the Lord, dance to the Lord, do that, because you have not experienced restoration. When God restores you to your original position, out of you shall proceed the voice of him that gives thanksgiving and the voice of those who make merry I will multiply them. They will not be filled. Restoration is number two that guarantee fulfillment. Nobody feel fulfilled when he has lost something substantial. Psalm 126 verse 1 and 2. When the Lord returned the captivity of Zion, we were like them that dream dreams. Our mouth was filled with laughter. Our mouth was filled with singing. They say among the hearties, the Lord has done good things for them. The Lord has done good things for us. That is why we are glad. When restoration happens to you, you'll be happy. You, you have been sick and you are heavy. You'll be happy. Because God has restored it to you. You lost money and God restored it back to you. You'll be happy. Restoration guarantees fulfillment. Jewish chapter 2 verse 25 to 26. I will restore to you all the years, all the months that locust and cankerworm has eaten. Look at what it says. So I will restore to you the years that soil locust has eaten, the crying locust, the consuming locust, and the chewing locust. My great amit I said among you. Verse 26. What happened when the Lord restored? You shall eat in plenty and be satisfied. <laughs> what happened when there is restoration? So number two thing you pray for is divine restoration. Restore me. Restore my blessing. Restore. You don't have something that is a loss that you keep remembering. Somebody say, I had a car some years back. The enemy stole it away. I have never recovered. Each time I always look at that loss. I prophesy unto you today, whatever the enemy has stolen, it shall be restored double food unto you. Your joy will be restored. Your health will be restored. Your blessing will be restored. Your material possession shall be restored. In the name of Jesus. Exodus 22 verse 7 says, If a thief be found, whatever he has stolen shall be what? Shall be restored. The Lord restored that of Ruth. In Ruth chapter 4 verse 14 to 15. He said, He shall be a restorer of thy life. Even though you have lost your husband, you lost your two sons, God has given you root, that has given you a son, that is better to you than ten sons. He shall be a restorer of your life in old age. 
I pray for everyone under the sound of my voice. In your old age, you will enjoy multiple restoration. From your children. From your grandchildren. From your great-grandchildren. Something that will restore you when you are old. The Lord will give it to you. Somebody said to me, said, In your old age, you will not know sorrow. You will not cry over your children. You can you not cry over your grandchildren. It shall be joy everlasting for you in the name of Jesus. As we are getting old, you'll be increasing in joy, increasing in fulfillment in the mighty name of Jesus. Say amen three times. Mark chapter 3, verse 1 to 5. We are going to read that uh, maybe 2 Kings chapter 8, verse 5 to 6. There was a man in the church where Jesus was to preach and his right hand was withered. And what does that mean? He could not make hands meet. When your right hand is withered, your hand in the Bible testifies about what you used to make money. The Bible says his right hand was paralyzed. And he entered again into the synagogue and there was a man there which had a withered hand. A withered hand. And they watched him whether he would heal him on the Sabbath day and that they might accuse him. That notwithstanding, verse 3, he said unto the man which had the widow, and stand out, stand out. And he said unto them, Is it lawful to restore good things on the Sabbath days, or to do evil, to save life, or to kill? But they had their peace, because they made up their mind that this Jesus is actually sorry. Everybody know the guy was carrying that problem. Nobody was willing to help because they could not. But they were not willing that God will help this man also. You know, can you see church at times? Can you see church? They know you have problem. They sympathize with you. But even when they see somebody that should help you, they begin to criticize the man. At times it can be so wicked without knowing. It can be so wicked without knowing. They know the man had a withered hand. A hand that is not working. They could not help him. Jesus entered and saw the man in his condition and said, Oh boy, come out. Let them see you very well. See, have you seen this man with a withered hand? Is it good for me to heal him? Restore his hand or leave him this way? They didn't talk. Okay. Is it good to do good on a Sunday service or on a Sabbath day like this or to do evil? They kept quiet. Jesus was terrified about the hardness of their heart. In other words, it's not everybody that sympathizes with you that wants to enjoy restoration. Oh, you know that. You know that. It's not people that not everybody wants you to live a good life. That's the truth. Look, and if people are not jealous of you, you are not blessed. That's the truth. Though. Don't think that everybody wants you to enjoy full restoration. You have a potential that is lost. That is trapped. That is not doing well. But we say, okay. Not everybody actually wants to, to be fully restored. Please sit down. Jesus knew the hardness of their heart. When he had looked around about on them with anger. Being grief for the hardness of their heart. He said unto the man stretch forth your hand and he stretched out and his hand was restored whole as the other i pray whatever it is that's not working your life may the lord restore them this morning 
the Lord do for you? If Jesus was to conduct a, 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 an election and said, if those on his side say hey, those on his side say nay, the nay, we have it. <laughs> but Jesus jumped protocol and said, I want you to be healed. I want you to be healed. Be restored. I'm speaking to somebody this morning. God wants you to be healed. God wants you to be restored. God wants you to be healed. God wants you to be fully restored. So be restored in the name of Jesus. Please stop telling me what the prophet says. I don't care. This is what I care about. The word of God. Jesus said, I want the man to be restored. In fact, the Bible says, immediately after Jesus see this man, they went looking for how to kill Jesus. Why will you kill him? Oh yeah, look at verse 6. Look at verse 6. And the Pharisees went forth and straightforward took counsel with the Rodians against him. How they might destroy him. Destroy the one that restored another person's hand. Praise God. Okay, Second King chapter 8. Verses 5 and 6. Second King chapter 8, verses 5 and 6. What does he say? Second King chapter 8, verse 5 and 6. Now it happened as he was telling the king how he had restored the dead to life, that there was a woman whose son he had restored to life, appealing to the king for her house and for her land. And Gehazi said, My Lord, O king, this is the woman. This is her son, whom Elisha restored. And when the king asked the woman and she told him, so the king appointed a certain officer for her saying, restore all that was ours and all the proceeds of the feed from the day that she led the land until now. May the Lord give you angel that will bring restoration to your life. Amen. Some of you are not saying amen. amen. Wherever you go, enjoy restoration. Amen. All the cheating you have suffered. May the Lord restore the blessing back to you. In the name of Jesus. I said, we are serving God that compensates people for their suffering. I'm telling you, I'm a living testimony. I believe that God do compensate people. If you have suffered a while, frustration, cheating, manipulation, you have been lying against, God himself will say to you, it will restore you. Alone, what different? A different. You see, we were going to Abuja with this bus so many years ago. I can't remember whether seven years ago. I don't remember whether around or year or somewhere. Some group of guys they stop us, and they said, "Where is the permit? Where is this load? Where is the signage?" My wife was already agitated. We are a driver. I told them, I said, relax, don't worry. Okay, if we don't have it, what do you want? They say, there's a fine, you should pay like 500. You know those who, the way they are asked, you should pay like 400,000. I said, 400,000 is much now. They say, okay, you should pay like 50. They started negotiating. I was telling my wife, I said, don't worry, relax. Some policemen came and they said, we have told you not to stop people like missionary. Can't you see this man as a man of God? Leave him and let him go. They say, hey, man of God, can he? He will meet another person. Why do you? Another person will stop him in front. We are many. So I told the driver, I said, Bye bye. Bye bye. 
Passenger didn't call that can't buy one. <laughs> At that time, I knew I should be relaxed. I was now really arrested for negotiation. I say, okay, we are your friend. We know you are trying to help us. That if we escape now, okay, I say, she, the paper you are going to give us when we are coming back, we can. You say, ah, yes, now. All the paper we will sign now. I say, okay, originally, how much is the money? They say, ah, like 7,000. But because you did not collect it, it's now 50,000. Okay, ah, ah, I didn't learn now. So they said 22,000 or so around that time. I counted the money. I said, why are you counting? Don't worry. Don't worry. Give it them. So we counted the money. I said, write this. Write everything on sign. I said, thank you very much. I shake all of them. God bless you. And I started going. My wife asked, why do you do that? I said, the God that I serve is a God of compensation. If I'm harassed, he will compensate me. God don't allow me to suffer. He will, look, there is nothing on heart that will ever suffer. If you abuse me, God will compensate me. All things work together for my good. I said, God will compensate me. You will see how this journey will be blessed. God knows I've been troubled. He will restore it back. We have not moved up to 30 minutes. That my son, I said, is in Microsoft. Call me. He said, God told me that I should send you money now, now, now. He said, send it. He sent it. I said, my wife, see a lot. See that. <laughs> God is a, look, whatever you have so far, as we are entering the Baba month, God will say to you. I'm serious about it. Too. I have said to you. Joseph said, God has made me Lord to Pharaoh. Don't take what you did against me as a sin. I'm forgiving you. God used you to push me here. In other words, God has said to me, He has said to me, I don't have anything against you. That's the way God wants us to live. A life of restoration where God has restored you and said to look if somebody offended you 10 years ago and you are still carrying it, my friend. You are not settled. You are not if you are settled, you have a reason to be happy. That's why even people that leave the church, I smile with them. One of my sons that left came to me and said, Daddy, I must have offended. I said, You did not offend me one bit. He said, Why? Is it because I have a biological son that loves me? God has said to me. God said to me. I tell you what you should do. You say no. My son told me, whatever you want me to do, I will do. So why should I fight you? God has said to me. God said to me. If God has not said to me, I will be fighting you. I am not a frustrated pastor. I am a happy pastor. Because God is the one that I restore. Even when I'm thinking about something, why should this thing be? Because they see this way now. I have blessed you. I have blessed you. I have blessed you. He will find a way of settling you. And some of them, even people around me will tell you. Talk about you. When I say, ah, oh, I'm worried. What are we going to do about this thing? I say, okay, talk about look at it. God just sent somebody now. That is the life of somebody that God is setting. Part time. Part time. 
proper time. Wherever you have been frustrated this year, may the Lord say to you. Say to you. Angel that will bring restoration and settlement. May they find you this week. May they locate you this month. Angel that will bring settlement and restoration. May they locate you this month. The mighty name of Jesus Christ. Number three thing that guarantee fulfillment is divine abundance. John chapter 10 verse 10. The thief come in number to kill and to destroy but I have come so that you may have life abundantly. Another verse says to the fullest. To the fullest. I want to have life full of blessing. First Kings chapter 18. I think verse 42 or 41. Elijah said, I have, I hear a sound of abundance of rain. May you hear the sound of abundance in Jesus' name. Second Corinthians chapter 9 verse 8. The Bible says, God is able to make all grace abound to us so that you have abundant sufficiency of all things. That's the God that we serve. <laughs> Somebody said, Pastor has come again. John chapter 3 verse 34. John said, God giveth a spirit without measure. That is abundant. I'm talking about abundant that we swallow poverty completely. We swallow lack. That will bring fulfillment. Lack and poverty does not make you holier. It doesn't give fulfillment. Lack normally brings frustration. Abundant bring fulfillment. That's why I pray for you. You will not lack any good thing in the name of Jesus. He said, He has dispersed abroad, He has given to the poor. His faithfulness endures forever. The God that gives seed to Sua and bread to the eater, multiply your seed. We are talking about God of abundance. Abundance guarantees fulfillment. If you are living in lack, you can never be fulfilled. Because you need money as an exchange value in this life. Don't let anybody deceive you. Poverty does not set to anybody. Poverty doesn't set to anything. I'm telling you, on two instances, I have needed 500,000. There was a time somebody said, You need an expansion on this facility. We needed to get social certificate. I need to go to Abidjan on your behalf. You write a letter. You do this, but for them to come and write this letter you are writing, you need to give me 500,000. I'll go on your behalf, take flight. Those people that will come from Abuja also, they will take flight. I said, uh, is it that you don't trust me or you don't have the money? So I sent him 300,000. And when he got to Abuja, I've submitted the letter. They say, the man is here. It's better you complete the money. So I transferred the 200,000. He said, let me risk it. And he came back and said, they are sending their officers to look at the facility and to write a report. But from the money you sent, they said, we should give you 100,000. Give the man that is coming. We have paid him from the money, but give him. Because you can feel that you have paid us enough. I said, okay, no problem. I give the man. The money they gave me from the money, they have calculated everything. And the man wrote so many wonderful things about us that time. 
So after the whole process was over, my sister called me and said, what did you do? I said, the man that took the letter and put that visited and what they wrote, he said, the money for their flight, I give them. My sister said, that is half a million. I said, oh, it's half a million. I thought it's 50,000. If you don't have money, even when opportunity comes, you will not be able to enjoy it. Somebody had, I've also told you this story, that wanted to start a college of heads. And he went to Abere on my behalf, Minister of Higher Education. And when he got there, he told so many, so many wonderful things about me. He said, Pastor, go there now. I've talked to them. And I entered. I said, you are Pastor Adetu I said, yes. He said, you have done so many good things for my people. My sister worked under you. You signed her to go for her master's. She said so many things. Another person has come here this morning. Whatever you want, I will do it for you. I said, he said, hey, Tabi. He said, do you have 500,000 now to register with the state? He said, I'm not taking it from you. That's the required money. I said, I have. Call an officer. Follow him to the bank. Go to the meter. Pay it to the state. And he now facilitated the process. That time, he wanted to help me. But if I say, I don't have, the process will stop. There are some things you don't need money. I agree. But there are some applications you need money to apply. That's why God does not want you to live in life. Stop believing people that is talking about poverty and he wants to be like, anyone that wants to be in life is your enemy. Because even to be gorgeously dressed, you need money. To eat good food, you need money. My daughter said sometimes ago, he said, Mommy, you understand this profession. This medical profession needs people that are worthy. My wife said, everybody needs people that are worthy. He said, no. You, you are a lecturer. If poor people are in the class, you can teach them. He said, for me as a doctor, when a poor person comes and I write a drug, he said, ah, that is why in advanced country they have insurance. He said, some people will buy the drug and they'll be complaining. 7,000. Oh, my God, 7,000. What do you want to 7,000? Oh, 7,000. He said, the doctor will be demoralized. Because the people don't want to pay. He said, there is too much poverty in the land that even to buy drug, they complain. He said, I need an environment where people can afford basic things. He said, most of them don't eat good food. They will be sick. When you write drug, they will not they don't have money. And you know we inside you that you are going to die. She said, even some of them contribute money. They contribute money when they see that the case is critical. I told you now that somebody was trying to do this pool and an iron fell from the up, landed on his ankle and broke his hand. And I said, take him to Tokba, something. They took him there. And the bill he came back with what? 600 and what? 29,000. 225,000. And I said, I said, no, no, no. Don't take him away from there. I'm coming. Let him stay there. 
It's not because he did not trust the man. It's because he felt that the bill is too high. Most people know what is good. They say, I want a fellow doctor. But, uh, so we negotiated and negotiated and reduced some money. If you beat the man up and down, there is no way he's going to get that money. There is no way. So you need abundance of good things. And you will not lack them in Jesus' name. Abundance. All grace to enjoy abundance. May the Lord give it to you in Jesus' name. Matthew chapter 25 verse 29. He said, give it to him that has ten. Let him have abundance. Raise your hands to heaven. Say, Father, give it to me. I have some blessing already. Give it to me. Put up verse 28. Verse 28. Verse 28 to 29. So take the talent from him and give it to him who has 10 talent. Verse 29. Verse 29. Put up verse 29. To everyone who has. What we have on? I can't hear you. How many will be given? What will the person now have? Abundance. Raise your hands to heaven. Lord, I have your blessing. Give me more blessing. Let me have abundance. In the name of Jesus, I am not empty. For to everyone who has, more will be given. Let more be given to me so that I can have abundance. Say a believing amen. Psalm 23 verse 5 says, He anointed my head with oil. My cup runs over. Your cup is only running over when there is abundance. Not just full. I pray for you, your refrigerator will run over. Empty, empty garage will run over. Your deep freezer will run over. Your bank account will swear and run over. <laughs> eh? You will have credit alert running over. That's what we are talking about. We are talking about abundance of good things. Abundance of good things. Okay, tell me 33 verse 19. You want to come to that covenant of abundance from one of the sons of Jacob. He was praying for his sons and he said, This guy will take blessing from the sea and from Tarumi 33, verse 19. Tarumi 33, verse 19. I read just one more so we can go because of our time. Tarumi chapter 33, verse 19. Okay. They shall call the people onto the mountain, they shall offer sacrifices of righteousness, for they shall suck of the abundance of the sea and of the treasure. That is hid in the sand. I pray for you. You will suck from the abundance of the sea. You will never run dry. In the mighty name of Jesus. You will enjoy the treasures that are hidden in the sand. In the name of Jesus. Okay, let's read one more so that we can now pray. First King chapter 10 verse 27. First King chapter 10 verse 27. What does First King chapter 10 verse 27 says? What does he say? Solomon made sliver as common in Jerusalem as sand. Ah! 
All those people are there. There is no money. There is no money. There is no money. Solomon made money like sand in Jerusalem. Solomon, the king made silver to be in Jerusalem as stones and cedars. He made to be like scammer tree that are in the field. For what? For abundance. Solomon make money available in abundance. What did Solomon do? Two things that's very evident in the business of Solomon. Solomon traded in wisdom. The king came to hear him and they pay him royalty. There was nobody as wise as Solomon. He was loaded. Solomon was a wise king. Number two, Solomon also was a wise trader. If we buy us cheap and sell it in high prices. Two things you can see about Solomon. Wisdom and industry. Wisdom and industry. And by wisdom and industry that he taught everybody in the land, Solomon made money available. A sand. Solomon. And Jesus said, the one that is wiser than Solomon is here. So if in the time of Solomon people had money, you can't lack money now. You can't lack it. You can't lack it. You can't lack it. Job 22 verse 21 to 29. He says, if you acquaint yourself to the Lord, he says, he will give you money as sand, as dust. That's what he says. Say the almighty shall be your defense. You will decree a thing shall be established. He said, when men are saying there is casting down, you'll be saying there is what? This is a time when the whole generality of people in Nigeria say there is casting down. Nothing is working. But everything you lay your hand upon will work for you in Jesus' name. Amen. Are you saying amen very well? Amen. When men are saying there is casting down, you are going to be saying there is what? May the Lord make this season your best season. It doesn't matter who is in power when God will bless a man. It doesn't matter. In fact, in time of famine, you can be so blessed and be so rich. What has not been happening in your life before, may the Lord make it happen now. Whatever you decree concerning your businesses, may the Lord answer them in Jesus' name. May the Lord bless the work of your hand. Stand on your feet. Stand on your feet. Stand on your feet. Three things that we talk about this morning. Number one is abundance. Abundance of blessing. Guarantee fulfillment. Raise your hands to everyone. Lord, I don't want lack. I want abundance of favor. Abundance of blessing. Abundance of resources. Abundance of good things. I want to live in abundance. Surplus supply. Surplus supply. Surplus supply. That's what we call grace. Look, if you are still trying to struggle, you are not having enough supply. I want surplus supply. Surplus. The young lion, they lack and they suffer hunger. But they that wait upon the Lord will never lack any good thing. Lord, I want more supply. Of his fullness, we have received grace upon grace. Supply upon supply. Supply upon supply. Before one finish, another one is coming. Before one finish, another one is coming. Supply upon supply. Supply contract, supply job, supply opportunity, supply ideas. Supply in abundance. 
blessing abundance a lot here a lot there favor here favor there let it happen to me i will live in prosperity and abundance in the mighty name of jesus i will not lack anything in the name of jesus in jesus mighty name we have prayed you cannot maximize your potential when you are poor any pastor that teaches you to be poor hates you you can't in fact there are some schools you can't go when you are poor there are some opportunities you can't enjoy when you are poor there are some facility you will not be exposed to when you are poor that's why you should not be poor it is not the will of god for you to be poor let him shout for joy let him say continually let the lord be magnified that have pleasure in the prosperity of his servant psalm 35 verse 27 god wants you to prosper because when you are prospering you are happy raise your hands to heaven make a confession before god this morning i will prosper i will be happy i will enjoy affairs you will bless the work of my hand my going out is blessed my coming is blessed i will not become a borrower i would rather become a lender i'll be satisfied with good things i will have every good thing in my custody the lord will bless me with good things he will bless me more and more in the name of jesus abundant blessing those people that have we receive more i have so i receive more i receive more from the lord this morning in the name of jesus i am blessed i must be blessed again because those who that have they will have again because i'm blessed i receive more more and more more and more in the name of jesus in jesus mighty name we have prayed people listen to the wisdom of solomon they listen and the bible says sliver become a sand in his time you can't be around a wise man and be poor because a wise man is also loaded with ideas we tell you what next to do that's why great mentors are good they do not only inspire they also show us the way don't go that way if you go that way you'll be poor go this way go that way they are good people they help us you can't be around the word of god too and be poor it's when you are in bondage that you are poor i have come so that they may have life and have life abundantly you can't be in abundant grace church i say you don't know what to do because grace always give back to opportunity grace is supply law is demand if god is constantly supplying you things you should be rich if you have good heads you have good job you have good friend you have good connection you have access to the wisdom of god why should you be poor and you are not under bondage we don't put you under bondage here it's how you put yourself under bondage why should be why should you be broke you should not be broke if you are working you should not be broke if you are saving you should not be broke if you have left over you should not be broke if you are doing what God wants to do in life, in your assignment. The only person that should be broke in this church is a wicked person. Maybe you see job you don't do. You hear the word of God you don't follow. You are living a wayward life. You must never be broke. You shouldn't be broke because I'm not broke. Every resources that you need to enjoy the next opportunity. Receive them in Jesus' name. Raise your hands to heaven. Say, Father, all the money 
that I will need to build a house, to get a car, to enjoy opportunity around me. I receive them in the name of Jesus. I can never be stranded. I am too blessed to be stranded. I can never be stranded. Every money that I need to enjoy opportunity, maximize my potentials, I receive it in the name of Jesus. I receive it in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayer. Now, open your eyes before we move to the next one. I intentionally share the testimony of the 500,000 with you. There are other ones. I intentionally share because some of you will see opportunity and you refuse to spend money on it. Whatever you believe in, you must be willing to commit your money. You know what the elder says? If you are not willing to spend money on what you believe, my friend, you are too stingy even to yourself. Because I've seen a lot of people that are blessed, but they are not willing to invest. It's one thing to be blessed. It's another thing to be willing to invest in what God has given you as an assignment. Because a stingy man will not invest. When is supposed to invest? You will need infrastructure. You will need connection. You will need help. You will have to pay for some things. They don't use speaking in tongue to get cement. I must be honest with you. Because some of you, even you are too stingy to invest. It's not that you don't have the money, but you don't want to put money in what you believe in. I told, I told uh, somebody, he said, I don't have this. I said, look, do you believe in that business? He said, yes. Look for what you have around to sell. It was a business, but I can't remember whether petrol or something. I said, do you believe in it? Can you succeed with it? Can you see it clearly? He said, yes. I said, okay, sell the land that you are not using. I'm telling you this as an example. I had a land when we wanted to move up. The ones are very close to the campus. And the Lord told me, I have blessed you. Sell the land. Sell it. If you believe what you are doing. And I sold the land for 2.5 million. I sold it. There was a time God told me, sell your car. Do it for this one. There is nothing wrong. If you know what you are doing, it's not that by gathering, I shall gather something. There is a time to invest your idea it is not enough that you have just come to pray but there are some times God will tell you you need to put money in this thing don't be too stingy whatever you need to put money in if you can see the end and God has blessed you put the money there we are building the school downstairs and we got to a decking stage and then he gave me the quotation and I said I don't have any money and God told me, I have blessed you. Sell the corner that you have. Sell everything and deck it. Have a bigger future for it. I never knew the school be like this. And one driver complained. I said, I start selling one by one. I wasn't losing. I was investing to the next phase. And I'm telling you now, some of you need to invest into the next. If you want your business to be big, it's not just enough to come to church. You have to put money. Some money that say, what did you see? Put money there. People are moving up. Don't say I'm praying. I'm, 
I want people to help me. Help yourself first. Help yourself in a little way what you believe in. Labor. Safe. And put there. Because you believe in what you are doing. You will not lack resources. Amen. And you will not lack godly connections. Amen. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. For some of us, we have lost some things. Raise your hands to heaven. Lord, restore to me all the years that locusts and cankerworm has eaten. Maybe you have invested. You have done some things. God is a restorer of life. Restorer of hand. Restorer of harvest. Restorer of whatever thing the enemy has taken away. Restore to me all the years that locusts and cankerworm has eaten. Maybe you have lost some years. Go ahead and say, Lord, restore to me the years that I have lost. Restore to me the opportunity that I have missed. In the name of Jesus, compensate me with your blessing. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. A man in the lawn, he started school late. Had a lot of frustration in his work as undergraduate. Had a lot of frustration. Failing, 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 failing. After about seven or eight years, he graduated with a third class. And he went to his pastor and said, Ah, Baba, he said, God will bless you. He said, Baba, I got law. I started school late. I finished late. Where can I start? And the man of God said to him, the Lord will compensate you. For all the lost time, you will pursue them, you overtake them, you will recover all. He said, Amen. First job in Nigeria, Ministry of Foreign Affairs. First job. First job, Ministry of Foreign Affairs. First job, Ministry of Foreign Affairs. God connected them. He traveled around the world. The man of God said there was a day, was on the plane, going to UK. This guy that he prayed for was in first class. He was in the economy. And he saw him. He mentioned his name. Had his name. I moved back. Daddy, what are you doing here? I'm traveling. He said, ah! You pray that God will compensate me. God has compensated me. Right there on the plane, he wrote a check of $1,000 for him. He said, I can never remember that I enter school late again because God has given me more than enough. Raise your hands to heaven. Whatever you have lost, may the Lord say to you. Compensate you for the lost time, lost opportunity, lost favor lost job in the name of Jesus. Pray to him like woman. Say, Lord, restore to me what the enemy has stolen. Restore it. Restore all the years that I have lost. All the opportunity I have missed. Lord, restore it, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Restore it, Lord, to me. In the name of Jesus. God can restore it and give you a job that will compensate you that bring great blessing to your life. God is a restorer of life. He can restore. God can restore. He can restore. He can restore. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. One song that says, 
whatever your eyes have seen, whatever you have suffered, may the Lord give you great ideas that will liberate you. I don't know how he does it, but I have experience that God can do it. I cannot think it for you because God is unsearchable in wisdom. I'm telling you, you can't know how God will give you idea and use idea for you. I want to raise your hands to every humility and say, Father, you know the way more than me. You know this year more than me. You know the future more than me. Give me good ideas in life. More ideas that will not frustrate me. That will satisfy me and give me blessing. You help Jacob. You help Joseph. You help Isaac. You help Esther. You help Ruth. Let me hear a word behind me. Telling me what to do next. Where to go next. How to get answer next. Lord, give me ideas. I don't want to be frustrated. I need creative ideas for a dynamic life. For a life of fulfillment. Pray to him for ideas. I don't want to be stranded. I don't want to be limited. In the name of Jesus, give me ideas to success, ideas to greatness, ideas to fulfillment, ideas to supernatural blessing. I don't want to be limited or hindered. Lord Jesus, help me. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayer. Please close your eyes. You need God to help you. Without him, you can't go far. The generation of the righteous shall be blessed. If you have not given your life to Jesus, raise your hands to heaven. Say, Lord Jesus, I surrender my life to you. I believe you died for me. Today, I am born again. I give my life to Christ. Write my name in the book of life. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name, we have prayer. Father, as many people have offered that prayer, write their name in the book of life. Forgive them of their sins. In the name of Jesus. Let them live a life of fulfillment. In the name of Jesus. Say the loudest, Amen. Amen. Shout, Hallelujah. You can be seated, clap your hands together for Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Turn to your neighbor. Say, Nemo. The Lord has promised to do me good and he fulfill his word in my life. How many of you believe that God will do you good here? If you are the person that you know the Lord will do, go and shout, Hallelujah. The Lord has promised to do us good. Number chapter 10, verse 29. And we will do you well.
comigo 